Fika is a very Swedish custom which basically means that you take a break from your activity to have a cup of coffee or tea and maybe eat something sweet. In Fika with us, we are inviting you to join us for a Fika and listen to different topics regarding international student life at Linköping University. In this episode of Fika with us, we're joined by Julia, Lisa and Emily, three student ambassadors here at Liu. Today we'll be talking about mental health and how our university life affects it, but also vice versa. My name is Rebecca and let's start the Fika. So welcome everyone. Hey. hey. We are very represented as women here today. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about mental health, and to start this episode, I'm going to give you a definition of mental health, which I found by Googling. So mentalhealth.gov says that mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps to determine how we handle stress related to others, but also to how to make choices. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, mood, and behavior could be affected. And I think it's quite common to talk about mental health these days, luckily. Um, it's been something that has grown a lot in awareness specifically. But uh, how do you feel about it? Have you had troubles with your mental health in, in your lifetime? I can start. I think, first of all, the description about mental health was, it was extensive. But <laughs> yeah, I think it, it pretty much fits, fits the topic. Um, and of course, mental health, well, is a topic and I'm glad that people like start to talk about it more openly because this was not, you know, the case a few years ago. That was really like, you're struggling? Oh my God, are you sick or something? Like it really was like this. People were really judgy about those things. Um, so it's awesome. good that we're here today to, to talk about this like openly because I think the mental health, uh, good or bad, affects everyone. Yeah, and I think we are at a point where we're more open about it, like you said. But um, I think at some points we still don't realize that we're actually struggling with mental health. So we put it on something else yeah, still. True. So that's also why I found this definition quite good because it makes you think a bit, oh, okay, so maybe I have actually have struggled with mental health without even knowing it. And by talking about it, we can, we can realize these, these things about ourselves. What about you, Lisa? Had, did you hear about mental health when you were growing up or was it something that at some point appeared in your life? Yeah, I would say I haven't really thought and heard about it that much when I was like in high school. Um, but at some point I noticed that there are people around me that might struggle and that there, that is really a topic. And like we said like before, it is really something you should be aware of and listen to yourself if there is something going on maybe. I can completely agree to this. I think in the three years that I've been at university, not by now, well, almost two and a half years, uh, three years sounds cooler. Um, <laughs> I think I've, I've personally learned a lot about myself because I was put in so many different situations. I mean, in my case, you move to a different country, you're, you're forced to meet other people because obviously you want to make friends and don't be alone. So you're really forced to be outgoing at some point of your life. And I mean, just with university, there's like stress that comes up that I was not used to from like high school or ever before. It's, it's something completely different. 
and I, I assume that for you guys that studied the masters, you, you're a little more used to this. But like, it was really tough in the beginning to deal with, with all the stress and the like responsibility that suddenly is on you. Um, yeah, I definitely uh, underestimated it going into my bachelor degree uh, on how different it was going to be to school. And for me, <clears throat> I didn't really, like I said earlier, I myself didn't even realize that I might have been struggling with mental health issues or like I wasn't handling the stress correctly um, during that time. And it became very bad for me in 2020 with, of course, with COVID, yeah. sadly, which we're still struggling with, which is still uh, impacting also university life and uh, work. But I was at a point where I was, again, studying abroad in, in Colombia, halfway across the world from all of my family. And that puts a, puts a lot of pressure on yourself, on your mind, and um, having something like lockdowns and everything. So that really kind of was, for me, the, the turning point or the opening point to get um, try and not get too stressed out and um, trying to get make plans for myself so I wouldn't... Um, get lost in my own mind. Really sometimes. just be aware of it. <clears throat> yeah. Be aware of the situation that stressed you, right? Definitely. Be prepared for it. Yeah. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Uh, I guess sometimes just day-to-day -day things can seem quite daunting. Uh, I remember like when I started my bachelor's and I moved out at the same time, it was like, oh my God, I have to cook for myself now and I have to <laughs> yeah. do my own laundry. But at the same time, I still have to go to class every day, morning, afternoon, and into the evening sometimes. And I guess that sometimes that was really overwhelming. And looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I did not know what I was doing at all. <laughs> and no surprise that you end up having a lot of pressure on yourself, especially if you're like a perfectionist and you, you want to do everything perfectly the first time around. But maybe let's dig a little bit deeper. Uh, and what are some signs that you know in yourself? Because obviously everyone's different. But what are some signs that you personally use to kind of see if your mental health is at a positive state or at a negative state? Yeah, I would I would say that for me it's um, that I might be not as enthusiastic about things as I usually are. So I sometimes notice, and that was especially last year in winter, a little bit this November again, because it's this whole like COVID situation that you are not really that motivated to like start in the morning and that you might, might, might struggle with like, yeah, actually starting into your day. And as soon as you are over this point, it usually gets a lot better for me. Yeah, for me, it's like, I usually, I think I'm pretty bad with like feeling like symptoms or early like onsets of those kinds of things up to a point where I'm like, damn it, I'm really not myself today. Like what's going on? Like, I do not like this. Like this is usually like the point where I'm like, yeah, I might as well just take a breather, take it slow. And then everything is usually better the next day. And because otherwise I feel like uh, I find it very difficult to deal with like sudden changes like if, if we've planned to do this certain activity <laughs> on, on Saturday and then Friday night the person cancels or says like, oh, we can't go or we have to go there instead. I would be like so annoyed by this. Mm. I mean, of course, it's, it's, it's nothing big usually, but it's like it's still very difficult for me to deal with it. Yeah. So what happens to me a lot, especially when it comes to, to university work, so if I have an assignment I have to write I and I get stressed out and like overthink everything I do um, 
then for me it's that I can't sleep. <laughs> I have very bad sleep then I or I wake up with a headache. <laughs> Uh, which is also always then a down spiral for the day uh, already. So, yeah, those are the signs I see. Yeah, I, d- I can definitely identify with the poor sleeping schedule. I, Whenever things are not doing as well, like going to bed at, like, I don't know, 10.30 or something, it's just impossible for me. It's not like I'm doing anything, but I'm just awake, and for some reason I don't want to go to bed, but I'm also tired, so... God knows why. (laughs) I don't understand myself sometimes. Um, But that's usually a pretty good pointing sign. Um, But Julia, you mentioned that sometimes when someone cancels just at the last minute, that that can really frustrate you. But do you have any, do you know of any other things that are maybe seasonal uh, that you know affect your mental health or the way you you react to certain things? Uh, I think I, I don't get affected by the seasons too much. Like, I'm happy when there's light outside, but I mean, if it's dark, well, it's just the way it is. Like, at least I I don't notice any effects, to be honest. I mean, I grew up in Germany in the northern part, so it's pretty much the same, same with the weather during mm. winter. Um, but yeah, so so I, I, I don't know. I don't think there is much change. Um, I sort of like lost myself completely. Can you repeat your question? <laughs> <laughs> if there's any specific uh, things like uh, university related or. Yeah. 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 All right. Now I got you again. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my technique, and I think I would not recommend it, um, is probably, you know, not ideal, but it's like I'm a workaholic. Like I love working and. I cannot st- sit still for a very long time. Like mm. I always need to need to do something. Uh, and I think if, if that were to change, then I'd be worried. <laughs> like if, I, if I'm like not feeling up for working or not feeling up for doing this, I think that, that that'd be really bad because mm. I love working. It's <laughs> like when I feel stressed, I clean my kitchen and I feel it's really, really good. <laughs> I get that a bit, actually. I start cleaning as well. Yeah, Sometimes, it's so like, soothing. I just love it. And then in the end, you did something productive. So yeah, I'm exactly, like, right? Oh, and then it's like your room is nice, tidy, It clean. feels like you have your life in order. No in matter way. what. Yes, <laughs> in a way. It, it, it's, life it's, hack. <laughs> yeah, very soothing. That's true. So would you say that like cleaning and tidying up in general would contribute to good mental health? Contribute. Obviously. Well, for me, it, I, I guess it's a good thing. I, it makes me feel happy. But I think that's very, like, I don't know. It depends on the person. I, I bet there are people who are like, oh, I don't care if it's dirty. I really don't care, you know. It might also just be a bit of a d- distraction to get the mind of what's stressing you out. Yeah. Because I like to then put on some fun music and, like, think about something else. So. But then sometimes there's the other side of the coin, which when I need to study... That that's the time oh. when I clean my room. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then I'm like, hmm, is this stress from the exams or like, should I actually go clean now? Yeah. And then if you're procrastinating like this, it's like, oh, I'm doing something that is useful, but I know that I'm procrastinating and I know that in the end, it's just going to make me like feel even more stressed. Yeah. But it's so difficult to get over that point to like be honest with yourself and be like, okay, if I just sit down for an hour now, and do what I'm supposed to do, then I feel, I would feel much better. So the one thing that I have done that help, kind of helps me not get to the point where I'm 
doing it last minute or last minute, still do a lot last minute, but I don't do all, is a structured plan for me. For example, if I have a week for an assignment and I know I have to write two to 3,000 words, I'll like set myself the goal, okay, from like Monday to Thursday, I'll write about 500, 600 words. Of course, I don't stop as soon as I hit 600. I stop when I hit like end the, end the thought or something. But it's a sense of achievement I have then for myself. And then on Friday, I'll be like, okay, and now I look through everything again, check it, and then I'll hand it in. To be honest, it does not always work, <laughs> especially when there's questions that, that are very frustrating in the assignment. But it does, in a way, help me, and it gets gets also this sense of achievement that cleaning gets you, but still related to university work. So Sounds sounds like a good plan. Yeah, I, I need that. I need some structure like that sometimes yeah do you have any other coping mechanisms so to speak maybe not coping mechanisms but just ways and to trick yourself to feel better <laughs> maybe to do lists to do oh, lists, to do lists. Yes. and then you're like oh this this task was actually not on it but it felt so nice so you just write it on it to take it off <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> just for that purpose but that can actually also like take a lot of time away from you because i think i kind of overdid the whole writing to-do list and <laughs> having a to-do list that really shows me what to do. And then I'm always like, okay, but this is on my to-do list tomorrow, but I could do it now. And then I'm always like, yeah, yeah, I did something for tomorrow already. And I'm like, just like, yeah, but the plan was to do stuff for today. And I think you can really, if you have, if you plan to your like week too far in advance, you can also mess things up with yeah, to-do list, but sure. it can also help. I have a, like a running, never ending to-do list. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's a list where I'm like, yeah, it could be good to get this done during the week, unless it's like something urgent, of course. But it's like never ending, but still satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if that's weird or not. <laughs> I, I can relate, to be honest. <laughs> I always have this one item on my to-do list, which is like to organize my pictures on my computer. Oh, Because yes. whenever the phone gets starts to get a bit full, I just kind of dump everything into my computer and I never sort it. Sometimes I have like some major folders, but a lot of my pictures are just a mess. And I, I know there's better ways to keep them. I always hear people say, why don't you use Google Photos? And then it sorts <laughs> everything for you. And like, I know. <laughs> But, but I don't want to put the effort in to organize this. <laughs> exactly. So there's just like a few folders in my computer, which just have like this photo dump. And that's like on my to-do list and probably has been just constantly. And I, I have a feeling that's just going to be there forever. It's I not would, too late for a New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would definitely recommend you to do this because I had exactly the same situation until last summer. And I had a like, few weeks in summer where I didn't have that much to do. And what I did was like sorting all my pictures on my phone and computer and like all the holidays, put them in the right folders and then with friends from different cities and it feels so nice. And now every time someone asks for a picture, I know where to find it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that does sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah. If you're very nerdy like me, you can even sort it after cities or activities. I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I usually sort it by date. But I also put like what the general thing is that happened there. So if I had a trip somewhere, I'd be like, okay, from this date until this date, it was this yeah. trip. And yeah. then everything's very satisfying because it, it filters automatically by date. <laughs> so I guess that's what I do to feel better. <laughs> Thank you.
So what about exams and such? Because we we hear it a lot, like, oh, exams, I'm stressed. I don't think there's a single student out there that hasn't said they're stressed about exams. Um, but obviously every student is, is different. Do you feel that certain exams or maybe certain courses can really bring down like the worst aspects of mental health? Um, I think yes. So for me and my studies right now, I'm very lucky actually to say that I don't have like an exam week. So I usually have to write papers or have like a week to write. Also, again, a paper um, and so on. So I don't have to this very long study period and then an exam in like two or three hours. Um, But that is still very stressful, like thinking about these long-term assignments that that can also um, really affect your mental health and uh, especially if you really didn't like the course. I've I've said, and it's become worse for me with the online classes. Mm -hmm. So my last course was... mainly actually on campus it's really nice it was my first lectures on campus in two years so it was amazing (laughs) like we did seminars on campus but now the lectures again on campus and I actually I took notes I like color-coded them I did it all (laughs) and um very nice I understood what the professor was telling me but then a few lectures then on a different topic were online again and I immediately realized that those didn't click for me those uh, those things and that was also represented for me in my exam mm. so yeah it it's definitely it takes its toll when it's not that yeah not your kind of lecture yeah i yeah. can understand that i would also say that with the whole like covid situation and being a bit unsure of how everything goes for me it was usually always the case that i was quite afraid of the exam itself like because of the content and we had very hard exams during my bachelor studies where it was really hard to pass and that is completely different here and I'm more like I go into an exam and I know it will work out in some way but I had a very like big fear this winter before coming back here and then writing the exams that I will just not be able to write it because I become sick and have COVID, for example, and having this like extra stress on top of your mind that you might not be able to write the exam you're well prepared prepared for, that could really like, can really yeah affect you as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm sure like throughout the university, like examinations are very different. Uh, in my case, we usually have like four hour exams. Um, and again, I was not used to this coming from high school. I mean, your your final A level to write in like I don't know two hours or three hours or something like that, but it, it's like it's also it's so different. Like teachers ask different things of you, and different teachers ask different things, um, and you don't really know how to handle that. So I was really, really, really stressed out before my first exams, uh, and also, I mean, especially in the beginning, you're still figuring out how you actually learn, like. I feel like I have a very like bad memory because it takes me a lot of time to memorize things, which is, well, in written exams, it's mostly, you know, are you good at memorizing things or are you not good at memorizing things? So for me, it takes a lot of time and I need to put a lot of effort into actually learning and memorizing things, um, which again, stressed me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there was the uh, other small uh, or bigger panic attack, but eventually like, you get there like 
as said, I learned a lot about myself. Um, and I think by now I'm, I am quite capable of handling exams without any further stressful events. Um, but yeah, I can, I can definitely agree that going back and forth between like online and like on-campus teaching also for exams, it doesn't make it easier because sometimes you have online exams and you really don't know what to expect. And then suddenly the COVID situation changes again and then you have to have exams in person on campus and you know that the format is a little different and you're like, oh my God, I haven't done this for a year. Can I still do this? Like, what if everything goes bad? Yeah. Like, as you said, it just adds a lot of extra stress. But that uh, initial fear of exams, I had that too when I started studying. But also, again, actually, when I started here, because I studied in different countries before yeah. this. So it's a new country. It's a new system. I only ever have one course at a time for four to five weeks, which I per prefer definitely over having like six months of eight or seven classes at the same time and then do these exams. And like you said, trying to memorize and cramp everything into your brain. Um, that also always stressed me out a lot. But um I think, um, yeah, this this change in what you swear and what you study can also, again, stress you out. And now after a few exams that I've done here, I'm getting a bit more relaxed. <laughs> I'm getting into it again, but uh, yeah. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> oh, one thing I, I cannot recommend doing if you have on-campus exams, do check where your exam takes place. Because... <laughs> um, we have this big, like, it's almost like a gym hall where the university holds, like, fairs and exams, and it's called Terra. So it starts with a T. So when I got my exam hall, which was named T1, I was like, yeah, easy peasy, I, you know, just the huge building down the road. I went there, and I was wondering why no one lets me into my exam until I found out that my exam hall is at the other end of the campus. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So it was a very stressful bike ride. I made it on time. I, I could enter Good. the exam. The exam did not end well, but I think that was not, you know, <laughs> yes. because I'm, you know, almost couldn't find the exam hall. So things yeah. happen. Yeah. I, I just quickly wanted to mention, because Lisa mentioned like COVID uh, and, and that adapting to that can be really difficult and you're also quite isolated. So I, I just wanted to mention that the university has a, um, a support system called Student Health um, and if you ever feel like your mental health is not at the best and you would like to talk to someone that is not your friends uh, or someone, you know, trained in, in listening and, and impartial to your situation, you can always reach out to them. Usually they reply quite quickly um, and you can either speak to them online or in person, depending on how the COVID situation is going. Uh, generally, I believe it is Marie that answers the questions but they're super friendly and always willing to listen and that's definitely a support system that is there in case you feel like you need it uh, I know I've definitely reached out to that to them before um, uh, because sometimes even things in, in personal life are difficult and if that coincides with like an exam season or maybe a group work that's not going very well so you're I don't know having a fight with your coworker or something Sometimes things just pile up and obviously if it's just one of them, you might be able to cope with it. But if it's several of them at the same time, it might just feel like it's a bit too much. So I really think it's a good idea to talk to someone maybe that is external to the situation. And I mean, all the information or everything you talk about is confidential. Yes, of course, yeah. of course. 
I don't know. Have you ever reached out to to someone like this? I, I feel like in some countries, at least, uh, therapy or just talking to someone, a counselor, might still be a little bit taboo. It's like, oh, no, that's someone that has severe issues that goes to talk to someone like that. I don't know. We have um, like exactly the same system at the university where I studied in Germany when I did my bachelor's. And I went there once. It was like during last winter when the whole COVID situation was quite like bad again. And I was just not really ready for an online exam. And it was super helpful because it just like gave you the chance to put your thoughts into place and just like talk with someone who's completely not in the whole situation with mm. you. And it was really helpful. So I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, like I, I haven't reached out to the student healthcare here. I have definitely thought about it. But again, I'm a workaholic, so at some point <laughs> I just forget about things. Um, but I, I know about classmates who went here because they've just been struggling and they've found it very helpful as well. Uh, of course, it's not, it's not a long-term solution. It's not that there can be your therapist. So if you really need therapy... Then there are different ways to do it here in Sweden. Yes, but yes. the student healthcare center can guide you into the right, right tracks. Exactly, exactly. It's mostly for temporary things, yes. but obviously, if both you and the person you're talking to feel like it might be a good idea to continue, then they will refer you to someone that yes. knows better. And also, the um, campus church—they're actually like they don't do the same thing as the healthcare center, obviously, but. There are people that you can talk to, no matter what religion you believe in, or if you if you don't believe in anything, well, that's perfectly fine too. Like I think there is a student association for atheists. Oh, so I I think they even have that, which is something that I didn't know, but it, I think it's fascinating yeah. that we have those kind of kinds of student associations on campus. I think that's that's quite amazing. Yeah, but I got to know the priests at Campus Yes um, during my reception time there. Um, and they have a very like cozy little office and you can just have a cup of tea with them if you want to. And again, everything is confidential. It's just if you need someone to talk, really, it's about that. So to wrap up a little bit, what are our main advices besides to-do lists? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's small goals for the day, which you can and after which you can then kind of shut off. Not, not shut off, but... It's like, step by step. Yeah, like, yeah, step by step, have a small goal that when you achieve it, you can have that sense of achievement, actually, and uh, focus on other things. And, um, yeah. I have one thing um, I started doing with my host children when I worked as an au pair is to, at the end of the day, always think about what was the best part of your day and what was the worst part. Oh, and then you can, like, kind of recap what happened during the day and maybe, yeah take this thought into the next day. Mm. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think for me, it's um, it, it's good to try to find a balance. Like, of course, university is very important. That's why we're all here for. But having a hobby, meeting friends, just being lazy for a night and just watching Netflix without feeling guilty, I think that's... That's so very, hard. That's yeah. very important too. I mean, as a student, you sort of feel like you you always feel guilty because you're like, oh, I could be studying now. I, c I could be doing this. I could be writing a paper right now. But I mean, that's just not how real life works. Mm -hmm. And I think accepting that and being honest with yourself that you are not a robot, you are a human. You know, it's okay to take breaks and it's very important. 
Yeah, I think I, I would actually agree with Lisa because I, I, when the pandemic first started, I started keeping a journal, which is something that I never thought I would do again in life. I definitely did when I was a kid. Uh, and it was always about like, which person was cutest in my class. Um, but then I started doing it again when the pandemic first started because I was like, I have no sense of time or place whatsoever. Like I'm just closed in my room. I just leave the home once a week to go grocery shopping. So I started keeping uh, a journal and because everything is technology these days, it was on an app and I think that's called Moodflow. Um, and it lets you like from a scale of one to five, it lets you put a different color on the day and then you can write a little bit of an entry journal. It's like what I did today, why did it go well? Why did it not go well? And that actually really helped me to see that I was happier than I was sadder. Like I had, obviously it's not objective, but I could see like by the colors, like there was actually quite a few days where I was just like, yeah, I was bored, but it was like, it wasn't a bad day. I had like, I had good food. I actually slept pretty well. I actually got out of bed and put on sweatpants instead of wearing <laughs> my pajamas. Uh, I took a shower, like all of these things are a part of life. And I noticed that like, okay, I was bored and I was a little bit like, what do I do with my life? But it was still a good day. Like it wasn't a bad, bad day. So it really helped me to kept a journal, which was really surprising because it's like you do that as a kid and then you get shamed for doing it as a teenager. <laughs> and then it's mental health when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. True. But I guess a lot of things could be classified as that, like going to the trampoline park, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely mental health. Definitely oh, yes. very good for the mental health. You should check out the trampoline park. I will. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your insight. And I hope this helped anyone that's listening at home. We'll put some useful links in the description of this episode as well to the student health, but also to a an article just about mental health in general. So if you ever feel like you need it, they will be there. Well, I forgot to ask the most important question. And so we also add on the end on a really happy note. What is your favorite type of fika? So uh, my favorite type of fika is definitely the uh, cinnamon bun that will always light up my day. <laughs> it's kind of the same for me, but I also really like the um, cinnamon knäckebröd you have here in Sweden. Oh, I didn't even know that was so a thing. It's really nice. Yeah, It's like not, so, not too sweet, but still... Christmassy sort of. I love it for Christmas. <laughs> oh, I need to try it. Yeah, but I personally, I don't think I can choose a favorite. I just love everything that's sweet. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly, I got asked what I wish for my birthday. It's a book for recipes, uh, like a recipe book, just for desserts, Ooh. and it's called no. Dessert Person. Wait, I think I I gave that exact book to my boyfriend for Christmas. (laughs) Very well done. Please, please. (laughs) He's got to share all the good recipes with me because I just got it. And um, if you need testers, I would be available uh, to try anything. I'm sure we can arrange that. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Listen to Fika with us with me, Rebecca, and this episode's guests, Julia, Lisa, and Emily. Don't forget to follow Linköping University on Instagram and Facebook. And subscribe if you'd like to hear more episodes like this one. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you join us for a Fika again soon.